Thank you for listening and watching today's show. We aren't here to tell you what to think, but to inspire and empower you to do your own thinking for better life results. We are being shadow banned, censored, canceled, and deleted simply for sharing our message. Go to contacttammy.com and always stay connected with us. At contacttammy.com, sign up for our latest report on health, freedom, and organic lifestyle. Text the word HEALTH to 833-838-1020 and get free access to our community and a chance to win free merchandise and products. Send me a quick message and become a supporter. There are many options available and you will have a direct impact on keeping independent media healthy and growing. Go to contacttammy.com and let's stay connected. And so I was talking to my friend on the phone about it back home and venting to him. And he was like, yeah, well, they weren't even born that. They cut him some slack. And he goes, what about chemtrails? Those are right in their face. And I was like, what's that? What's that word? What is that? And this is the power of the seed, everyone on earth listening, everyone listening and yourself. The power of the seed is so incredibly powerful because it lights that little, little flame under, under your butt potentially that could turn into this inferno or you know it it gets this little seed going that could turn into this massive redwood it's just the potential is in you now so i said what's that and he goes oh man just go look it up he goes go google it man because i can't just tell you and he goes i'm surprised matt that you don't know what chemtrails are because you're the one that told me about 9-11 conspiracies to begin with and we watched loose change together and the movie like guys together and all that back in the day so i go do some research and i was floored that i never heard I was just like, why, how, how could I have never heard of it? And I, I swear I witnessed this too firsthand. The entire contents of this podcast and website are based upon the opinions of Tammy Garcia and her guests, unless otherwise noted. The information on this podcast is not intended to replace a one-on-one relationship with a qualified healthcare professional and is not intended as medical advice. It is intended as a sharing of knowledge and information from the research and experience of Tammy Garcia and her guests. This is the Naturally Inspired Podcast, coming to you from our 1890 homestead in Johnstown, Colorado. I'm Tammy, and I want to thank you for joining us. Let's get started and help people feel good so they can do what they love for longer. Today on the Naturally Inspired Podcast, we have Matt Landman joining us. Through grassroots activism, film, interviews, and international summits, Matt has gained recognition as a leader in 5G and geoengineering chemtrail awareness activism. Matt presents unprecedented and view-changing information directly from official documentation and accepted research. Matt Landman created the social change documentary, Frankenskies, bringing awareness to ongoing atmospheric aerosol injections. Matt is now leading a movement to protect humanity from harmful electromagnetic frequencies. You can learn more about his work at sparrowprotectionclothing.com and actualactivist.com. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Naturally Inspired Podcast with Matt Landman. 
I just want to thank you so much for being on the naturally inspired podcast today, Matt, this is going to be such a great conversation and I can't wait to hit some of these talking points so we can bring some more awareness to this most important issue. So let's get started. I want everyone to understand how you came to be kind of this chemtrail guy. You have uh, made this wonderful movie called Frankenskies, and uh, I want to know how did you, why did that happen? Can you tell us a little backstory about yourself? Uh, yes, happily, and um, I never thought that I would be anything like that. And you know, the how and the why. I, at the end of the day, I think it's like divine intervention or something like that because it was the circumstances that lined themselves up for me to you know, see it through the certain perspective to really want to do something about it and all that jazz. I've analyzed it. How and why am I the dude? Because I would have made fun of me growing up. You know, I grew up in the DC, Washington DC area. And like, I wasn't, we weren't, you know, um, like horoscopes and crystals and anything like that and, and conspiracies and all that stuff you know, that wasn't my thing at all. I would make right. fun of those people. I would definitely make fun of those people. And when like, yeah, there's so much. I never um, ate he healthy. You know, we drank 2% milk with almost every <laughs> dinner and a glass of tap water, you know, with ice, ice, ice water. Well, and you if you grew up in the eighties <laughs> like me, that's what everybody did. Yeah. You know, so we, we, we have, we have gone through this a nice progression. And so then we're, we have the, our kids and we're trying to tell them, no, look, we can just teach you at a young age. And they're like, no, we want to go through the progression like you. I've noticed they, well, they want the kids want to learn it on their own. But it's neat that we get to show them like how far we've come and, and introduce them at, at such a young age. I wonder what I would be like if someone showed me early. So for me and the chemtrails in particular, well, it started like slow and steady. I was always kind of like anti-authority growing up in Virginia is really strict, you know, a state to live in. And um, I, I never really agreed with all of the, the strictness of everything. Like I was anti-government, I guess. I've mm -hmm. thought about this a lot, especially even recently. Like how did I even become any of this? So I left Virginia, grass is always greener. I wanted to go to film school uh, eventually. I went to undergrad, I graduated from Virginia Tech in 2003 with a business degree, marketing management. And I've worked so many jobs, like probably 45 or something. I've counted recently around over 40 jobs, so many different hats and walks of life and all this. And I wanted to go to film school. So I wanted to be in California for it because that's where you go to go to be successful filmmaker, I guess. So <laughs> I moved to California and then I back and forth kept going back home and moving back. And I ended up getting like a dozen, literally 12 cross country trips out of it. I was really into photography and, you know, I was kind of like just bouncing around. I would work a couple of job, a job for like two years and like, you know, even be like a vice president of like a company for a few years and then move on. And then finally I was like, I got to do something with myself. And I went to grad school, um, got a master's in business, went to film school while I was at it. And I um, wow. even graduated, graduated top of my class with a master's in, in an MBA in uh, strategic sustainability. And, and the thing was, is like I gave school like so much more attention when I was like a little older. Like, I don't think kids going to college when you're 18, I don't think we're ready to, to commit to like, you know, it's a di you're a different person compared to like a decade later because I was going to grad school when I was like 
um, yeah, 28, it was 10 years later. So anyways, I got out of grad school, got another real job as a finance analyst. And then I, I ended up having the opportunity to work on a farm. And even though it was a huge pay cut, I quit the one job, left the office and mm -hmm. worked on an organic farm. I worked on an organic farm. For the first time in my life, I'd never done anything like that. Right. And I got so grounded, literally, without even knowing about that at the time, you know? And um, I've said this on so many different things and I, I try to be authentic and I tell the same story over and over, but this is so real. I learned day one, I think it was, on the farm. Well, firstly, I thought I knew everything. You know, you get in this mindset where you think you know everything and you're like, oh, I'm going to work for $10 an hour just so I can get in shape. You know what I mean? I'm not going <laughs> right. to learn anything, you know? Because I, I know it all, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Day one, I learned potatoes grow potatoes, yeah. okay? And this is like a really big kick in the face for a lot of reasons. One of the biggest reasons was it's so simple. Yes. And they said, I went to this great school. They said, we're the best uh, public school in the country, Fairfax County Public School, so much funding, blah, 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 blah. Whatever. No one ever told me the simplest things. Like, I don't even know where my kidneys are. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, seriously. I've been, I know I, what you mean. Overcomplicated. So, yeah. And yep. we, we, the, the agenda there is to confuse us and pass the buck to the specialist. I'm not a rocket scientist. I can't think about that. I can't think about outside the box really about anything because I'm not that specialized degree. And that compartmentalization came from Edward Bernays. Mm -hmm. um, and that is, is kind of like this mentality that's, that's programming really. So no one is going to be the meteorologist and they're not going to think about the lines in the sky and no one's going to think about farming and this and that. And the potatoes in my pantry they were trying to grow the whole time. We lived in the suburbs and it was like not the best um, neighborhood, but we did have a little tiny yard in our townhouse and I would have and could have, and I totally would have grown potatoes had I known that those things were just trying to grow. Right. And they're so, they're so abundant. Yep. They're, they're actually the most abundant thing, you know, out yeah. there. So that's something. Yeah. When I was a kid, I remember uh, a potato falling out of our garbage bag into into the soil and uh like a week later we had a sprout of a potato plant right beside our garbage can <laughs> outside and that was incredibly fascinating to me that they just accidentally grew they found their way into the soil well the power of the seed and the power of the metaphor of the seed right now which is something to speak of we've been planting these seeds is like truth you know yeah. whether it's nutrition or whatever and the soil now the metaphoric soil with all of the falsehoods and lies that are being promoted through the mainstream that makes our so the soil so fertile that the seed mm -hmm. can finally you know come to fruition and germinate but um so back to the potatoes i oh yeah so firstly or, or one bit of it all is the potatoes are this abundant thing from mother nature but they they're toxic and what happened was the incans they saw how abundant the potatoes were and in the andes mountains uh, you know, years ago, long, long time ago, generations ago, the Incans literally said, okay, we've got this toxic, very abundant thing that grows everywhere and we can grow at a different altitude. Let's take generations and through selective breeding, we're going to breed the poison out of this nightshade and make it edible. 
So they bred all these different varieties. We got purple potatoes, which I actually had some last night, purple mm-hmm. all the way through. They're really cool. You got purple ones on the outside, but some are all the way through purple. Purple is really good for your body. They're like things like purple and pomegranate and that those dark colors, they stain uh, bad things like fungus and bad things in your body. Yes. And and then the good cells, or bad, good guys can get them out easier. It's interesting. Yep. So anyways, the Incans worked really hard so we could have this abundant thing. And on this orga- organic farm, we grew about a dozen varieties of potatoes and they're incredibly abundant. Oh my gosh. And I learned about vertical farming. Mm-hmm. Um, you can vertical grow potatoes and like a, essentially you're just like stacking tires or what, whatever, or simulation, simulating like stacking tires on a, on a bunch of dirt. It's, we can get to that later. Either way. So long story short, I got super grounded on this farm and I started like seeing things and I saw this one time weather engineering occurred. Um, we were in the midst of like a four year catastrophic drought in California. Okay. We were due this huge rainstorm. Whereas we usually got like a few months of rain in the Pacific Northwest, starting like October, going into April, mm-hmm. <clears throat> this big storm's coming off the ocean and I'm working in this farm. that's like, literally you can hear the waves. I can see this huge storm coming off the ocean and this irregular abnormal occurrence, which was an uptick in air traffic occurred. And there's no air, international airports nearby or anything. All these airports, I mean, all these planes just showed up without an airport nearby. They just show up, zigzag the sky, and they all left these lines. And the, the storm came and it didn't drop any rain, you know? And I literally didn't know anything about that and I didn't have any reference point. And so I just kept farming, I mean, kept harvesting my pumpkins and doing my thing, mm-hmm. right? Later on, um, call it divine intervention or whatever it was, my friend told me on the phone about chemtrails. He, we, were, we were like talking on the phone about, 9-11 conspiracy and how no one's even willing to talk to me about that because right. I was going to school. What year was this? Um, I, it was, this was 2010. 2010. Um, uh, yeah, this was around 2010 uh, or say, let's say 2012. Sorry. So around there, I'm um, first even waking up to chemtrails at all. I'd never heard the word, right? And my buddy, he's like, and I'm, and I'm complaining, we're, we're talking, um, he's on the East Coast and I'm in college going to grad school and, and film school. Um, so yeah, it's right 2010-ish. So, because that's when I graduated from there, uh, from Cal State Humboldt. So then when I was in college and I was trying to, trying to talk to people, oh, you know about 9-11's inside job? Yeah. They're, all, they're all kids. These are like, I'm, I'm like, even in grad school, I was, I was with like kids that are like 23, 24 years old. You know what I mean? When I was in the film classes, they were like 19 year olds. Right. You know, they weren't even alive when it happened. So it's like, they don't have any reference point. And they're like, yeah, I've heard both sides. That's all they say. All of them say, yeah, I've heard both sides. And it's because if you look up 9-11 conspiracy, you'll get two sides. And it's like, what are you going to do? Dig your whole life to like what? Like get made fun of by your peers. It's like, they don't have an opinion on that. And to me, that's troublesome. And so I was yeah. talking to my friend on the phone about it back home and venting to him. And he was like, yeah, well, they weren't even born that. Like cut them some slack. And he goes, what about chemtrails? Those are right in their face. And I was like, what's that? What's that word? What is that? And this is the power of the seed, everyone on earth listening, everyone listening and yourself. The power of the seed is so incredibly powerful because it lights that little, little flame under, under your butt potentially that could turn into this inferno or right. you know, it, it gets this little seed going that could turn into this massive redwood. It's just the potential is in you now. 
So I said, what's that? And he goes, oh man, just go look it up. He goes, go Google it, man, because I can't just tell you. And he, and he goes, I'm surprised, Matt, that you don't know what chemtrails are because you're the one that told me about 9-11 conspiracies to begin with. And we watched Loose Change together and the movie yep. Guys <laughs> together and all that back in the day. So I go do some research and I was floored that I'd never heard of it. I was just like, why, how, how could I have never heard of it? And I, I swear I witnessed this too firsthand. And so I start talking to people, you know this, and you know this. And the only people that had any reference point were, yeah, I've heard of it. And it's a crazy conspiracy. Like, don't, but don't waste your time. Right. So I was like, oh, no, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? I think I, you know, because the, the thing was, is I'm a numbers guy. I used to be super into like, I mean, it's basically gambling. Like I call it, I was in the stock market a lot, mm -hmm. you know, and like you really get into the numbers of it all. And it's like, when I went to grad school, finally, I did really well in statistics. Like I was the num I was top of my class, number one with all of it, especially just the statistics, because it's just like you're crunching the numbers and there's like, oh, well, if it's a 1% chance or a 0.1% chance of that, then it's, you know, statistically significant that it happens all the time. You know, there's, it, there's a boundary or a, there's like a, a fine line between correlation and causation. Mm -hmm. But again, we're told to not wear all these different hats. Right. Personally, personally, I've become in like an electrical engineer of sorts, definitely a meteorologist for sure, um, a filmmaker, yeah, an uh, entrepreneur and all these things, you know what I mean? Like you have to wear many hats. I mean, I'm, I've got this fluoride meter now. There's almost 2000 bucks this fluoride meter. Oh my gosh. And I'm going to be doing fluoride videos on all of it. Uh, you ever my wow. and everything at the grocery store, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's like wearing many hats. Activist does that. I have a website, actualactivists.com. Mm -hmm. it's, got, it's got health. It's got 5G. It's so stacked with information. It's got a daily truth blog thing every day. I do a little daily blog, truth, uh, little short, you know, um, blog thing. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's an amazing resource, but it doesn't just stop with uh, chemtrails. So right. when I first got into chemtrails and I was the chemtrail guy mm -hmm. and um I, well, I, I don't mean to go on this, like, this is just, you asked me one question. I could just, like, talk, talk <laughs> No, but forever. I understand how you mean, because yeah. it's, it, once you uncover one lie, yeah. bingo, right? You're like, well, if they lie about this, then, because I had this, a similar experience, you know, just questioning the healthcare system, like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. And, and once I uncovered one big whopping lie, it was like, holy cow. Okay. Now I get it. <laughs> And it leads, it leads to other things because they, it all affects our health. Mm -hmm. So truth ends up being this like vibration, this frequency. And once you're on that vibration and you're honoring it, you know, it's not like knowledge equals power. It's knowledge plus action equals power. You learn the fluoride is bad. Then you act on it and you take it out of your toothpaste, you know, yep. make your toothpaste at home. If you have to, I don't care what you got to do. And then you're like, okay, now I'm, I've um, been in, empowered by acting through the knowledge that I've gained. And now I'm further on that vibration of truth. So mm -hmm. by honoring truth with integrity and being on that vibration of truth, um, all these other truths are there. So you can't just be the chemtrail guy, you know? Like when I became, quote unquote, became the chemtrail guy, some of my um, peers were like, you got to stay to stick to chemtrails or no one will believe you or anything like that. And those mm -hmm. ended up being people that I didn't trust. I realized, oh, wait, this space is actually potentially riddled with people that aren't 
who they say they are because that is actually a, a thing in, in the conspiratorial space yeah it's, it's very smart but it's, it's like if you think about it if you're big pharma or whoever of course you're going to have people in the space that are you know giving bad advice or whatever so once i kind of realized that i was like no i need to really honor the truth and then i was like well how could you just be chemtrails just even the, the element aluminum is connected through so many things the yep. aluminum the, and then we can segue into something a little different now which is when we can talk about aluminum we could talk for hours just about it and how it correlates everything because fluoride comes from the melting of aluminum so it's like in the aluminum industry a byproduct of that is fluoride so those oh, two wow. like to, they like to bond together in your brain they like to come back together and right. that happens in your brain and that's what alzheimer's and dementia is but aluminum in and of itself one thing that I, everyone can please take away from this is i have a, a book uh like conversations with the aluminum atom something like that by this ph this doctor and he he says and has a lot of research he says that 100 breast cancer cases are from um, um microwaving the aluminum that builds up in your breast tissue from deodorant so your um, pores that are your uh, in your armpits you're supposed to detox yep. and and instead you clog them with aluminum, aluminum deodorant and that aluminum wants to get out but it doesn't because you're clog clogging your pores you know so then it pools in your limbs and it'll go to your breast tissue and then you don't have to put the phone right next to it but that's even worse you know if you put your phone in your bra and it's literally microwaving it you know i mean yep. if you're gonna do if you're gonna do that please put your phone on airplane mode or turn it off something have that awareness you know knowledge mm -hmm. back to action empower yourself but just having your phone even like a foot away from it it's microwaving that aluminum those, those little bits of aluminum it's like putting aluminum in the microwave it's very simple yeah and then you end up with um you know breast tumors or whatever so if you know this and just free up your pores and and don't put in those toxins of uh, you, if you really want to wear the deodorant there's plenty of natural versions oh yeah N now there's tons yeah yeah just don't consume the aluminum just don't and yeah. it's it's like our intake of it it is is super important so that's that's very empowering and then because it it's com it's compounding right it's not just your deodorant it's it, like you said it's in you know what it's what you're drinking what we're eating what we're breathing and we can't do a lot about what we're breathing so mm -hmm. do something about the stuff you can do something about mm -hmm. so one of the most amazing things that i've learned about the chemtrails okay so i don't know if we were on or off the air earlier but it doesn't even matter i don't <laughs> care i just like to know when i'm on or not but earlier you said you, you watched your movie my movie and i'm yeah. like oh nice and you're like and I, but it's pretty scary and i'm like yeah and i and i was thinking to myself well i hope that it wasn't too scary because the goal of the movie is to take away empowerment through knowledge right yeah the so first first truth can be scary and it can also piss you off you know but eventually it's meant to like set you free and further put you on that vibration of truth that is leading you somewhere better than fear you know what i yeah. mean but it but what I've noticed in a lot of spaces and a lot of other movies and documentaries and whatever, if they, or, or people, quote unquote activists or whatever, or quote unquote podcasts or whatever, if the takeaway is fear, then I, I question that, that fear is a very strong vibration. And, and my ultimate goal is empowerment. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm not like nitpicking your, your term, your verbiage or anything. I'm just saying, I mean, I don't want to scare anybody. So no, I know what you mean. I think, I yeah. think given 
everything that's coming down the pipeline right now, when I watched it again, cause I've watched it twice. I was like, Oh gosh, yes, there's this too. You know what I'm saying? It felt overwhelming again. And then mm-hmm. I thought I sat with it for a bit and I was like, okay, but really it is just like a certain, um, agenda that really all of it is tied up into. So it's not really separate issues. I mean, they are separate issues. They're affecting separate things, but there is a a, a steam train burrowing ahead here, pushing this stuff forward. And it all is connected with, with that agenda. So that made my brain go, okay, like it's still the same thing. We're all working on our little pieces of the same agenda to try to bring awareness to what's where this is going. Yes, definitely. No, I I know that, and and totally, and it it is all like this puzzle piece octopus where it's all interconnected. And um, back to the um, empowerment through knowledge, the the most amazing takeaway. So when I first was down the chemtrail uh, rabbit hole, it's very fear based. All of it's really scary, you know. Um, I mean, even to grasp the who, what, why, where, when, mm-hmm. how, because everyone asks like these same, these same questions and they want to know the answers. They want the answers from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's interesting. So I, I've tried to have them for everyone. And um, you want to take away like something empowering. And I've actually found something that's incredibly empowering in all of this. So, it, and it's wild and it comes back to health. And so, so these rabbit holes, you dig, and in the rabbit holes are a bunch of things, uh, fear-based this and all that, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, we're at war, it seems, and they're trying to attack us, it seems, and why? Because we're super powerful, like spiritual beings, maybe, or whatever it is. Like, there's reason behind it, and it is very empowering. But in the rabbit hole are very simple elements, like alkaline diet. And that's why Dr. Yep. Sebi, SCBI, Dr. Sebi. Yep. He died for his very simple, simple stuff like fasting and mm-hmm. eating certain things. I, anybody could take that on. And he was focusing on the African-American community, but anybody could listen to his stuff in like 15 minutes and power themselves to drop big pharma out of their life and power themselves and be like super not enslaved to the it's you know, true. system. So mm-hmm. the simple things. All right. So when I kept going on different shows and I didn't want to keep ending it on just like, you got to chelate, you got to chelate, you know, (laughs) (laughs) chelate, chelate, chelate. And chelate's great. You know, it is okay. It's cool and all, but that's just like, that is already disempowerment almost because you're like, I've got it in me. I've got to get it out. You're a a victim. And this, this world, this new world that we live in, right. Very fascinating. Because victimhood, I think it comes through karma, and this is kind of a spiritual, uh, we don't need to go all the way down this show for the show right now, but it's very interesting that I feel that it's karmic that people are not willing to face their stuff, okay? So they come into this world, and they're meant to like work through all their stuff, yep. but, but the powers that be kind of like are smart, and they know through like witchcraft, they're like, Hey, um, do you just want to be a victim and, and identify as a victim and play that out as oh, I'm a victim and then like not own your stuff and the people that are, we'll, doing- facil- we'll facilitate that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I feel like that, um, it's either empowerment or not, you know, right now and yeah. the empowerment of truth 
and becoming an actual activist, as I call it. That's why the website actualactivists.com. It's so empowering to grasp some of this. Okay, so, so here we are. We grow our food and we get in our soil like some nutrients. I learned on the farm, on the farm, I learned that it really just takes nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, NPK. Those three elements, you can take most anything from seed to fruit, all the way to from flower, all the way to fruit. And um, in the soil, you don't need much. You know, our bodies crave about 120 minerals, I think 115 minerals. In that mineral list is literally like gold, silver, palladium, (laughs) copper, aluminum, barium, strontium, surprisingly, like all (laughs) of these things, plant-derived, plant-based minerals. So that's something to comprehend. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in our soil nowadays, this isn't like a hundred years ago. This is like with farming going on like crazy all the time. And farmers are not getting ormus or um, any like wide spectrum mineral supplement and and with boron and chrysanthemum. There's like things that you can't even spell that they're like, whoa, is that not a flower or something? It's, these are great. Like, I, I mean, how many could we list right now? 30 or something. Right. You know, off the top of our heads, there's like 115 ish that our body wants. And it's because we are beings, beings of electricity and conductivity and um, and rhythm and all of these things. And if you don't think we're beings of rhythm, like don't go to bed for a few days. See how you feel. It's like every night we go to sleep and the sun comes up and and we have our hearts that beat and our everything's actually has a frequency and we have a biorhythm and all of it's really tuned to the earth, which is 7.8 Hertz, which is the Schumann's resonance. Yeah. And that's what grounding is all about. And we want to be able to tune our whole bodies to that, to have our nervous system all aligned. And I mean, even like staring at a computer screen for too long, it'll mess with your nervous system. You got to get grounded and be out in the sunlight and all this stuff. It's important for us to understand blue light, all these things, a lot of different takeaways from being um, a truther or an activist or, yeah. you know, down the, down the rabbit hole, or whatever. So mineralization is the opposite of victimhood, in my opinion, through the chemtrail space. So it's so empowering. You don't even have to. So first of all, people are out there completely blind that there's zigzag X's and O's in the sky, you know, right. and there was, and there wasn't yesterday. It's like the irregular pattern of appearance, you know, when you don't even live near an airport or something, it's like the irregularity is what's very yeah. striking, striking and can and start to wake people up. You'll, you'll have planes going with nothing coming out of them for days. And then maybe on the edge of a storm or something, way more planes show up and they're like doing things, you know, side by side and all this stuff. So you've got people that don't know anything's going on. Then you've got people that are aware, but in a space of fear. Oh, there's nothing I can do about that. Oh my gosh. And they don't honor the truth. Okay. Their, their vibration is low. They're probably victimizing themselves and absorbing those toxins because of their frequency. Who knows? You know, it's like very deep spiritual kind of battle game in the end. Today's show is brought to you by NaturallyInspiredMinerals.com. If I could pick only one supplement to take with me on a deserted island, it would probably be my plant-derived minerals. I've been taking these minerals for years now, and I can't say enough about them. Our bodies need efficient amounts of minerals, many in trace amounts, to function at optimum levels. Keep your mineral levels high and your body feeling good 
with naturallyinspiredminerals.com while supporting our show. So what you can do is learn about mineralization. Firstly, when we consume sugar, like if you put a spoonful of just crap sugar in your coffee in the morning or whatever, it takes 54 molecules of magnesium to process one molecule of sugar. So your body is like magnesium deficient if you consume sugar. So learn about how to get that magnesium in your body, magnesium mm-hmm. um, that is bioavailable and not a magnesium sulfate because that's toxic, I guess. Magnesium chloride is okay if you want to take a um, Epsom salt bath. You got to yep. know what you're doing. And then also there's topical um, and it's also magnesium is the central atom in the chlorophyll molecule. Um, and chlorophyll is green, leafy greens and wheatgrass shots and all that sort of stuff. You can get your magnesium back up to speed and you shouldn't be doing the spoonfuls of sugar. You should think about that and know about that. On top of caffeine too, which caffeine depletes your body. So not, um, some people are putting, you know, not just one teaspoon of sugar, they're putting three or four in these giant cups of coffee that with added into caffeine, it's that compounding effect again, that we just mentioned. Well, and yeah. And important is organic because yep. all these things are sprayed with all this sort of stuff. And there's like so many variations. If you're going to indulge on anything, like, I think that you should like, like earlier we talked about like everything's getting pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. I, that's like my most, my, my food habit is like the most expensive thing. And it has been for like yep. a decade. Same. It, it, it's just like, I just have to honor that that's just going to be an expensive thing for me and my family, you know? And that's why we eat organic kiwis, heaven forbid. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I don't drink alcohol. So it's like, it evens out. But um, this mineralization, I had, um, I've traveled a lot and talk, I talked to people all over the place on Facebook. I've got Matt Landman on Facebook. Please be my friend, Matt Landman. I've got almost 60,000 followers on there, even though I'm severely censored, that number pretty much stays, but I put in the work before censorship got too crazy. And here I am. And the best part about it is the contacts. People reach out to me all the time with stuff and ideas, ideas and opinions and things resonate with me. And I'll be like, Oh, I'm so glad you said that because I really can see that from that angle. And I've got friends in Utah and in Utah, there's these, um, I guess they were old forests that got compressed. They're, it's plant matter that was compressed and now it's in a bioavailable form of mineral supplement, ionic mineral supplements. So there's different companies out of Utah that you can get these um, wide spectrum mineral supplements. And some of them list off like all of it, like 80 different things, you know, wow. some of them. And, and there's different ways you can get it through Shilajit or Ormus has like the noble elements. Um, and I also, every morning I now take, which I have to tell this story. I, I could just go, I'm sorry, but I have to tell story. that <laughs> about a year and a half ago, I had this tragic experience. My arm was broken and in the hospital, um, they gave me all these different things. They gave me fentanyl when they set my arm, Whoa. They gave, they, cause it was, my arm was so messed up. I couldn't say no, like they, right. did it, you know, they did the morphine, of course, um, they did like, I was in, after the surgery, I'd had the surgery, I got titanium in my arm and all this stuff. Afterwards I was in there for days and they, I had, I was on, um, oxys and then some other, um, uh, opiate based drug that I can't come up with in my head right now. 
Um, so either way, I got out of the hospital and they were like, here, we're going to give you a prescription for Oxycontin. And I was like, look, I'm done with that. I don't wow. care. I'll, I'll go through the pain. I'll yeah. deal with it. And I, it was insane. And I did. I went through the pain instead of popping the pills. But while I was in the hospital, all of those drugs that I took, I realized one year later when I was trying to recover that I was not, I was demineralized and I was not able to mm -hmm. uptake, I was not able to uptake minerals either. Absolutely, like, yeah. because yeah, you can't absorb minerals when you take too many um, drugs, yeah. right? It, it, it messes up your ability to absorb minerals later on in yeah. life, even after you're done, not even taking those drugs. So I was like, you know, I would, I know my body, you know, and I would eat well and, you know, eat the grass fed beef and do push-ups or whatever. And then I'm still like, not I'm you know frail and I'm like what's going on mm -hmm. so I was reminded of Dr. Sebi S-E-B-I and um, he highly recommends these mineral dense back to mineral density and bioavailable minerals mm -hmm. and so I'm taking all these different minerals now but one of them that I take every morning that has changed my life unbelievable I think everyone should do it every single day honestly is um, Irish sea moss so it is this, um, it's called Irish sea moss and it comes in a capsule form. You get it on any health or Amazon or wherever you shop. Um, and they sell them now with two other things in them, which I think is important because it makes it more bioavailable and you can absorb it better. It's mm -hmm. easier on your stomach and it's burdock and bladder rack, two B words, um, burdock and bladder rack, which help you detox as well. But it's, it's the most important part is ingesting the Irish sea moss, which is just an Atlantic ocean seaweed, like kelp, like it's just yeah. a seaweed, but it's so mineral rich and mineral dense. It's got like 90 minerals in it and yeah. your body's getting all those minerals and it helped my body um, relieve itself of that inability to absorb minerals. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, now I'm like got so much more energy and I may be able to like get myself back. I'm thinking I'm getting myself back just from this. And so um, there's also fulvic minerals, little drops that, um, this company black that I put in my water. And there's just like, I'm focused on this mineral thing because, okay. It's not just that we're mineral deficient. All right. That's something to consider. And it's not just that we're, we're not getting it in our soil anymore and that we need it. It's that when our bodies are deficient in minerals, we want our body needs it. We want yep. it, you know, we need it. So we start of trying to get it from anything, anywhere, especially our environment or our intakes. So like the, the kombucha or the air that you breathed or the pool you swam in or whatever, your body's absorb absorbing everything, trying to get those minerals. Yes. So because, because you're deficient in calcium or whatever in your bones, you know, you don't realize it. You know, I said this on a show um, years ago. And someone contacted me recently, and I, I can't believe how much impact that we have by putting these shows out. They're so amazing. So someone said, you know, Matt, I've been taking multivitamins, and my doctor kept saying, keep taking multivitamins, and my fingernails, my hair, my bones, it was like an elderly couple. And they said, I heard you on this one show say minerals, bioavailable minerals, changed their life. Like, they're, they're not just frail old people anymore. Yep. And it's like those... Those, those mineral, those vitamins, excuse me, they are, they, they're made in a lab and I don't even trust any of that, that stuff that I was growing up on that, that whole Flintstone vi uh, vitamins. That, yeah. That whole <laughs> ideology that I was growing up on. I don't trust it. So when you're not absorbing like, so, okay. So check it out. If you're mineral deficient and you're out in the world 
out for your jog or whatever, and you're absorbing the air that's been sprayed with chemtrails or something, and your body's like, I really, really need calcium in my bones. Yep. And it's absorbing stuff from the air or the water that you drink, and it's absorbing something it thinks might be calcium. Yes. Okay? Yes. But our not. receptors are designed to uptake whatever's closest. So like if it wants magnesium, it'll search out, okay, what's the closest that I can fill this receptor with? It's like a lock in the key type situation. And I learned that and it was so powerful, especially with magnesium because magnesium operates over 300 functions in our body, 300. And if we're taking in all this garbage, that's like, oh, that's close enough to magnesium. <laughs> what could that be manifesting in our physical uh, bodies if, if, if it's taking in all this like poison instead of magnesium? And not to be the, um, Matt, the conspiracy guy, but my first thought is the powers that be know that. And yeah. so they know what to put out there that's so close to magnesium that we're up, gonna uptake it because they know that we all love our sugar and they've been giving it to us in, with Skittles and Jolly Ranchers our whole life. And they know that we're not, we don't want to understand. Like I go to, I go to a mineral, I went to a mineral hot springs last yeah. night, last night yeah. I went to the hot springs in town. Um, like I, I do, I did sauna. I like, I do everything that I can because I want to walk the walk. Well, even I did it before, but I'm just saying like, I want to honor the truth as much as I can. Yes. I'm not going to, like when I started eating organic bananas, I wasn't, and I had a non-organic banana. I was like, okay, the difference in price there is like a dime. And they the taste, taste, they yeah. taste different. When I ate an organic They taste like carrot, a banana, not like yes. fluff. <laughs> when I ate, yes, exactly. When I, it's very true. No, really. And when I ate organic carrot and then I went back and I tried the other ones, I'm like, okay, look, I'm not going to go back anymore. It's just a, a life. It's just, I'm going to honor it's not even just like honoring the truth. It's just like, why would I put in my body something that I know is bad? Like, exactly. But, that, but that's something about coming to terms with the truth. The first thing people say is, why would they do that? Why would they do that? Mm -hmm. how, how could they? No one wants to accept or acknowledge bad or evil or even duality because we live in duality here on yeah. our polarity and whatnot. Well, I think it's, it's part of it too is because most of us aren't innately evil. We don't even really understand what evil is the full spectrum of it. So it's hard to wrap, wrap our brains around that other people operate in that realm because we don't, you know, yeah. it's yeah. really difficult for people to go there a, a normal person to go there. It's like, no, yes, there is that level of evil. The biggest trick is thinking there isn't. Yeah. You took the words out of my mouth. I say the exact same thing. What I try to tell people is you're not a sociopath. You'll never be one. You have a kind soul and you'll never get them at all. But to I, what I try to do is meditate and literally put myself in the boardroom because they come together in these like think tanks, call it the Bohemian Grove, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. They, they come together and they plan it out. They're like, yeah. okay, what about 50 years from now? Agenda 2050. Yep. Agenda Agenda 2050, that means they want kids that are like five years old right now, that when they're in their 30s, they want them so sp spun out on fear that in Agenda 2050, they want avatars out in the world. Yep. So people will be at home and they'll be joysticking themselves around yep. because they don't want to be out in the world because heaven forbid they get germs or maybe like robocop is going to get them or violence or i don't know what's going to be like then mm -hmm. because whatever yeah <laughs> yeah i know yeah. 
I know. I want to talk a little bit about the movie in terms of some key points that you make in the movie. Cause I think everyone really should watch this movie. It is, it is profound. And uh, one of the things that stuck out to me before was just this idea of secret projects, right? I think people need to understand um, that this is happening, right? Secret projects are happening. Can you talk a little bit about um, controlling the weather and what that means to control the, the weather? Lyndon Johnson, Lyndon B. Johnson talked about it in your film. Oh, yes. Thanks. Great question. I think that's the most, um, that's the, the biggest takeaway from Frankenskies, the movie is the beginning because it starts off in the 1920s. I had a co-worker. Um, I, I tried to make the movie like palpable for my grandmother or anyone, but I had a co-worker that I was working with for years and he, he always rolled his eyes even when I pointed at the sky and, he, and I was like, one day you'll watch my movie, please. And one day we hung out and I was like, can I sit you down and just watch some of the movie? How about the first 15 minutes? And he was like, yeah, sure, whatever. But he, he did not want to believe me. He wasn't willing to believe me. He watched the first 10 minutes and it starts in the 1920s and it goes chronologically 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s. By the time it gets to the 60s, he looks at me and he's like, oh, they've been doing this for a while, huh? Like <laughs> it, you can't argue with it yeah. at that you point can't. because people think when I'm telling them about the movie, they think it's footage that I filmed and I'm going to like twist it and narrate and be like, oh, look at the, no, this is from before you were born. And like you said, the secret projects, which is a great way to say it, if there's so many things happening then, they took even out of the common consciousness, the vernacular, they took out of our consciousness cloud seeding and being able to just make it rain. And it was so commonplace in the 70s that farmers were making it rain with minerals. They were literally seeding clouds with their own mineral constitutes like potassium and whatever and making it rain on their soil when i yep. saw that in the newspapers and the microfish in the 60s yep. and 70s i was like wow farmers are now just looking at clouds go by saying i wish it would rain not even knowing that it's controlled so the so your question um what does it mean to control the weather well through their mechanisms okay so in the movie frankenstein is one of the most staggering points after I watched my movie a few times because I've seen it one million times. I'm just kidding. But, it's, you know, <laughs> of course, of course I have. In the movie, they, um, when they're first learning to manipulate the weather and, and seed rain clouds and, okay, so firstly, in 1914, this guy, Professor Hatfield out of San Diego, he was hired to make it rain. And he came up with the idea of cloud seeding and cloud seeding became a thing because he, he did it and it rained so hard that the dams flooded at first the dams and the city of San Diego in turn tried to sue him, but he won because he was actually hired by them to do it. Right. And he, he didn't know it was going to rain so hard. But after then it was like commonplace that you can make it rain. Hatfield did it. And the way that Hatfield did it is he built a tower 30 feet tall and he went up on it and, and um, sprayed into the atmosphere, into the, into um, oncoming clouds in the air, just in the air, right. um, seeds to make cloud seeding, which is just what, what that means is um, it's like a spraying air, air um, sorry, um, a fog or aerosolized uh, a little dust. So spraying dust of whatever is 
going to attract the water. Um, so there's hydroscopic and hydrophobic. So hydroscopic means it's going to go um, and get onto the seed, which is a little piece of dust, which you can use like um, silver iodide, or you can use different things that are small enough and light mm -hmm. enough. Um, and it's just like dust. You're like spraying dust up there. Um, and then it, it imitates the, the natural process and the water couples to it and it gets heavy because all the water droplets go to little seed mm -hmm. and then it, the seed drops as a drop of water, um, if that makes sense. So you can seed rain clouds with different things and with different elements and what the Air Force found to be the best one to seed the crap out of rain and like make a dump and actually flood the Ho Chi Minh Trail in Vietnam was um, frozen carbon dioxide, which is dry ice. So they're like, yeah, we use dry ice for this, dry ice for that, dry ice. So concentrated carbon dioxide. So the, our military has been using concentrated carbon dioxide and probably still does. They've been using that to manipulate the weather. Huh? Wait, what? Yeah. And it's like public on this public records. Like, like that right there should raise a big... 1914. Excuse yeah. Excuse me. I thought our SUVs were like making global warming because of carbon dioxide, which that's just a whole nother you know, yeah. rabbit hole. And one thing to note is the number one greenhouse gas is water vapor. Okay. And if the claim is that these planes are zigzagging and just leaving water vapor trails everywhere, then they need to be scrutinized. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like this whole carbon dioxide is making global warming and sea levels are rising and we're all doomed and we need to act. And geoengineering is actually maybe one of the solutions with the spraying the planet with aluminum to dim the sun and not, yeah. let, not let the sunlight come in. It'll actually create a greenhouse effect. So Okay, so what is um, controlling the weather? They've learned to spray different elements in the sky to um, make it rain and then make it not rain. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then actually they can spray stuff and heat it up too to make high pressure. And then if you can make high pressure, you can make heat waves, you can make droughts, and then mm -hmm. if you can make high pressure, you can steer jet streams. And if you can make high pressure bubbles, you can clash them with low pressure, make thunderstorms, tornadoes, hurricanes and all that sort of stuff. And so right. that gets into technology that they've perfected. It started off with this antenna array called HARP, which was in Alaska. Yeah. And it's um, Tesla technology. And it's been like uh, shrunk down and deployed all over the place. And it's actually really simple in the whole scheme of things. So when you have a microwave, the microwave, you put food in the microwave and in the food, there's water in your food, essentially. Like there's um, every all the food has water in it. And so the microwave, what it does is microwaves are actually radio waves, like put out a micro size. Um, and they use these radio waves, AKA microwaves to blast your food from opposing angles. And the focal point is the food. So the, the intersecting of the microwaves in the food, they intersect and like clash in each other in the food and oscillate the water molecules mm -hmm. to, the point to, to the point of the heat. And so it's just the, the clashing or the intersection of radio waves or microwaves at a focal point that's heating the food, it's microwaving the food. So they have learned to microwave the atmosphere in a very similar way by having um, antennas on the ground and picking a focal point in the atmosphere. The focal point can be like a mile um, you know, wide or, or like even miles um, in like square miles, you know? Right. But they'll, they'll, um, now that they have all their stuff set up, 
and this sounds like totally like if you're just learning about chemtrails and now I'm talking about this and then soon I'll tell you that they can point <laughs> those things down and make earthquakes. It sounds super out there, right? But I'm just telling mm-hmm. you their, their tool belt is very sharpened by now. Well, yeah. And, and, and learning the history of this, you know, coming back way back from 1914, Mm -hmm. imagine they had that technology then what the heck do you think they have now? Right. Yeah, exactly. So right after JFK was assassinated, Lyndon B. Johnson, which a good amount of the archives that we found was from Texas A&M University. And I believe that the, that the Lyndon B. Johnson speech is Texas A&M uh, graduation speech right after JFK died, and he gets off on this tangent about um, how, weather how, warfare. How, how powerful he is, yeah. Yes, and he's like, it's and he's maniacal. Like, yes. And he goes, "Control the weather, control the world." And he puts his hands together, and his beady little eyes like get black. And every time I watch it, I get the chills. Yeah, like, like I got them too when I when I was yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah. So that's the guy that was in charge after JFK died. Like, whoa. Yep. So (laughs) (laughs) that's like the history of our our country. It started with with them. And then after Vietnam, the entire world came together. The UN UN unanimously, um, I think at the time it was 76 to zero, 76 countries voted, you can't use weather warfare anymore. We saw what you did in Mm -hmm. Vietnam. If you start attacking countries with weather warfare, then other countries will attack other countries with weather warfare and all the weather and the planet's going to get messed up. And we're going to screw everyone up at once. So right. you have to not be doing this. Right. So there like, was an actual declaration made, like you can't do this. Uh, yeah. The, the front page of like all the major newspapers in the world was weather warfare banned. And it was right after Vietnam. I want to say like 70, I, I, I'm early seventies or something, but like I have the, it's in my present. I give these presentations. So yeah. I had, um, I had the first annual global chemtrail summit in Vancouver, Canada in 2016 and then i have this great presentation that i give and i had all the other chemtrail activists in the world come together um, for the conference and then the next year i had a same same conference in portland oregon and then the next year after that i had the same conference um summit to stop geoengineering in tucson arizona where we um, exposed this experiment bill gates was supposed to be having to dim the sun to tell us to tell us that we could use chemtrails to stop even though chemtrails don't exist and that's a conspiracy, right. they, wanted, they wanted to show us that they could use chemtrails um, by spraying aluminum in front of the sun to save us from global warming. So I had this conference, um, a protest on Mother's Day for Mother's, or Mother Earth and a concert. Um, this is all in um, May 2018. And we made these ripples through that city. Um, I went on a bunch of like, I went on coast to coast AM and a lot of people heard about it. And a lot of people came from all over the country. Um, And the consensus, it was weird. I like, I wanted everyone to know about chemtrails, right? But what happened was the entire city learned that Bill Gates wanted to do an experiment over their city, you know? And they were like, no, we're not having that ish go on, you know, spray spray aluminum in our skies. And so it didn't happen and it's been put on hiatus and that was amazing. That was an amazing victory for the activism. Um, yeah. But now it's supposed to happen this June in Kiruna, Kiruna, Sweden. Mm. Um, it was supposed to happen last year and the um, Greta Thunberg and this other controlled opposition groups of Sweden, the Swedish NASA and the Swedish Greenpeace, who I don't trust, they came together and said, 
we're not going to let you do the sun demon experiment until you do it next year with um while taking into consideration governance so we want it governed so uh-huh. when you do it we want to make sure everyone can do it together all at once and yeah it's, it's <laughs> right. actually like not it, it's like oh like because everyone's like no Matt don't worry they stopped it Greta stopped it and I'm like no 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 no, no. no. it's actually <laughs> going to be worse this time because yeah. they're gonna there's gonna be like the opposition's gonna be there like this is how we do it safely because otherwise New York will be underwater next week don't you know and yeah. it's gonna to understand that dynamic you know what is a great movie to watch is uh it's called Promise Land and it's about um, how this company rolls in, uh, you know, Mons- it's like a Monsanto type company that's rolling into this small town. And there's a really smart uh, uh, school teacher there that says, no, 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 we, you know, it's about drilling and yeah, not Monsanto, sorry, it was about drilling oil. That's what it was about. And um, it, anyways, it shows how they'll play out um, this story. And then they actually send in, they sent in a fake, um, environmentalist to put up signs and act like they were, um, you know, protesting it. And with the people, it's a really interesting movie because it shows you how they control both outcomes. To grasp that for, for people that, um, their first reactions are like, how could they do that? And whatnot. And then me and you are like, well, you're not evil, you don't get it, but there is evil on earth. And I don't know how to explain it to you any better. For people, I think it's really important. You know, I I consider doing a podcast that's called Controlled Opposition Opposition, your your opposition to controlled opposition and like explain to people what that concept even is. Yeah. Because it's a very, it's it, it's scary and daunting and evil and then everyone's make their paranoia and it's like right. it's, it's, it's a messed up concept but to understand that they're so worried about the truth getting out that they'll mm-hmm. pull all they'll pull out all the stops yeah okay and then also like at the end of the day you know they want everyone worshiping these fake idols you know like you don't need any of it like you can resonate with right. the truth on, on your own kind of thing yes you're capable you're so capable we're we're so capable and that's their biggest fears that that we're gonna find out how capable we are Mm -hmm. yeah so there's empowering takeaways from it all but to know that there is opposition and controlled opposition so there was this thing called event 201 and it was um right before all of this nonsense a couple years ago when all this you know nonsense happened so they ran it all through a supercomputer with Bill Gates and they're like, this is how we would react. You know, yep. if, if yep. people pro- protested the, uh, this and the lockdown or whatever yep. it would be. And in that they, to disinform everyone and confuse everybody, there was this thing in this computer simulation. And this is in like November, ni- 2019, you know, it, in this computer simulation, there's this thing called the flood. And the purpose of the flood was to flood the information so that people are confused so the mainstream media was to be flooded with all these different stories you know so people are like i don't know which one to grasp onto but also the alternative media flooded with uh, controlled opposition and to understand that to grasp that there is controlled opposition that there's people that are being paid to like write a book and to give mm-hmm. speeches and to have a podcast or whatever. And they're like, no, you should do it this way. Yeah. You, once 
you start to like, cause me, my whole path has been like my gut and learning to discern and learning to talk to, to my like gut. You yeah. know, it sounds, it sounds kind of weird talking to your gut, but everyone does it. Everyone yeah. has had, their everyone gut. has, it. everyone yeah. has had their gut be like, yay or no. Yes. And, and, and sometimes you just have to go through that process where you're like, I'm not going to listen to that. And you learn that your gut is always right. <clears throat> yeah. You can learn about muscle testing and stuff like that. And, you know, your body's connected to like some deeper, you know, source, whatever. I think a lot of people have gotten to know their gut with this whole um, shots with these shots, Mm -hmm, because there's mm -hmm. been people that have said to me, I'm so glad I found your work or whatever, because there was never a question from the very beginning that I would take that shot. Mm-hmm. That's what they they said. I, I like, I've never been more sure about anything in my life that I did not need that medical intervention. Yeah. That's what I mean about the soil. So the soil is so fertile now for the awakening of all these seeds in the people, yeah. because I think they're pulling out of the stops in a space of, of fear of their own. They know that um, the stars are aligning or something like that. And they need to like, do what they can now before we right because it's fast right they're advanced they're trying to advance fast they're really mm-hmm. pushing stuff it really seems like it, it seems like that they have a, a whole plan a whole agenda and that it's not over and that we as like a species need to kind of laugh at it um, when, when it first happened when all of it first began i realized the importance of getting physical books so i started yes. accumulating <laughs> books because I think that certain things are going to be unavailable in the future, or if they do this whole dystopia, like I know they're not going to, things will be different, you know? So I want to have this like truth library. And I did, I I started really stocking up on so many different, everything I could find. Yep. And I have a section for Wilhelm Reich. I have a section for Rudolf Steiner and the Steiner stuff is, is pretty cryptic and fun and weird and interesting one of the interesting takeaways lately, one of the books that I read, he's got books on the shadow brotherhood and books. He, he even has lectures that predicts some of this, which is why I've been digging into him so much, but he talks about how tech, he calls it this harmonic force. Technology is coming to like kind of take over the children kind of in, a, in a way like transhumanism, it seems like the agenda. Yeah. And it, it's so important right now to find a balance and, and to, you don't have to like pull the kids away from technology hundred percent, but to try to find even for us a 50, 50 balance of technology and the natural world. Yeah. And that means just like not being on tech all the, all the time. But what he said in, in another uh, book that I was reading recently, which I found very fascinating, he said, there's going to be like some serious, big, 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 big lies. Like, like not like what we've experienced, but like, I don't even know, fake aliens or something completely right. nonsense yep. what, where they'll like, like imagine like, imagine there's nukes or something and then the alien fake aliens stop them and then they're like hey we've actually got a cure for cancer too and then we like give our power away to them and whatever they have to say because they're better than us or something like something very extreme could happen i don't know what but i i would not be surprised in the next decade or year something extreme happened yeah i i I agree project blue beam right that's yeah and we we need to talk about that too Let's talk about that because so, I'm the person to talk to about that for a second. But what he says, Steiner says, is the most important aspect of all of it is that the children see through it and know that it's nonsense. And it'll actually 
be um, a, it'll actually result in their growth. You know what I mean? Like it'll refine them. Yeah, There's, because the, re- the, 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 the discernment will be brought mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Right. Cause this is what, what this is what we're losing. We've lost mm-hmm. so much of, right. Mm-hmm. Like it just recently, I read, you know, uh, an article, I think this this morning or yesterday where like it, we're losing any kind of discernment in this, in this, this battle of uh, our language. Right. We can't say these words anymore. We can't define genders anymore. Like what, what we need grounding here. <laughs> like this is insane. It's, it's floating away, you know, into nothingness. And if our kids can see through that, they're not going to feel shame in grabbing back their language. Right. Like I say that all the time. I'm no, I'm taking that back. That's, those are our words. We're going to, we're going to hold on to these words um, because they mean something. And without meaning behind these these words what do we have Mm -hmm. which is creating that chaos right that that they want to create i love that you just said that it's an attack on or what i heard was that it's been an attack on discernment because it really has been if you don't question authority so there's this quote i like to say you can take authority as your truth or you can take truth as authority. The choice is yours. The choice is up to you, right? But recently, if you've just been like hook, line, and sinker, like I'll just listen and do whatever they say. And like people are like, well, there's 99.9% survival. You don't have to do that. And they're like, no, I'm going to do what they say. I'm going to do what they say. If you have done exactly what they say, it's been like literally like this, like you have to wear it outside. You don't have to wear it outside. You have to wear it while you're standing. You don't have to wear it while you're sitting. You have to wear it. You have to wear two. You have to wear it in your car. You don't have to wear it in your car. You have to, like, if you're already, okay. You're a monkey. (laughs) If you, yes, if you've already done that, okay, you're already their monkey. Like you, and and not to mention all the enslavement through the frequency, the word magic, and I I analyze everything. When you go to the grocery store, like when I used to go to my co-op and they were like, here we are with our blue mask and they're trying to hand it to you as you walk in, the sign says entrance. And yes. these, these zombies walk in there. And then if they don't already have a fresh blue mask on, they're handed one and they put it on. And when they walk out, it doesn't say like snap out of the trance. There's not someone there shaking them out of it, you know, like there's, there never will be. And so I, I've, I've seen it like that. And I, okay, so I want to get back to the blue beam. But one thing I want to say is the trance, it's so effective that the other day I saw on my nearby campus, um, a, a beautiful black woman in fatigue, recruiting for the army with her face out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she's totally preying on the minorities of this area and everyone else because they're all guilted into the Black Lives Matter. But imagine this, imagine this like trance and witchcraft that's gone on for like two years plus. Mm -hmm. Um, Black Lives Matter, all that that stuff, that was very traumatizing, okay? And if you're a youth at that time, of course you're gonna be like, we need to stop this, you know? That was was very much- Very impressionable. Mm-hmm. Very, imp- very great job. That's a, that's a perfect word. I had to write that word down the other day when I was driving because I like that word so much because it's, it's so important right now. So then all of a sudden there's this um, pandemic, you know, and everyone's potentially going to die and we have to do the right thing. So they are out there protesting um, Black Lives Matter with signs that say, I can't breathe while wearing the face mask for the first time 
Wasn't that something? Okay. Yeah. And I was, I was amidst my life and I was traveling and stuff. And I pulled into the town that I was moving back to, Arcata, California, Northern California town. And people were protesting. And I swear it, I thought they were protesting. Obviously, why would I not think the masks? You know, it would just be like people wearing blindfolds and wearing and having signs, I can't see and not seeing a correlation. How could they not see a correlation between the two things that they're doing, you know, right there? Yeah. And um, so those people who have been in a trance the whole time, they've been up, down, left, right, do this, do that, take off them. And now it literally was like this where I live. They finally got the opportunity to take off the masks. You know, they're told you can take off the mask now. And then right when they're able to take it off, there's this nice um, black woman saying, hey, you want to join the army? Don't you care about Ukraine? It's like, whoa. <laughs> now, they can inter- now they can breathe and interact. It's like, it's, like the, it's like the first day they took that mask off and they're excited wow. to interact, interact with someone. And it's like, they're not snapped out of the Black Lives Matter trance. They're not snapped out of the whole, like, don't you care about the world, wear your mask thing. All of these, um, and all of these programmings are still embedded in them. No one's deprogramming them. And for like uh, someone who's like 16 years old or eight years old or even five years old, this has been very adult level programming for two straight years. Okay. And if you don't have the wherewithal or the discernment or anything to see it from another perspective, wow, you've been drilled with the word lockdown. Lockdown in 2020 was the Webster's word of the year. Okay. You don't need to have that in your consciousness. If you're a freaking 12 year old or eight year old or something like you should not have to worry about these things. You know, you shouldn't have to be like, do we have our masks? Oh, we forgot. Oh, they're going to yell at us. Oh, I don't want, like my girlfriend has a, I mean, we can get into this forever about the children, but they don't want people upset with them. You know, I want people upset with me for wearing my face. You know, I don't care. If you're going to get upset that I'm wearing my face, then get upset. But the kid, the kids, you know, it's, it's, it's an amazing journey, but I, I definitely think that it's it's predatory. Right. Mm-hmm. This is predatory against kids. I mean, look at how do you think it's accidental that these this issue, it's a marketing campaign. I can't breathe. We're not, we're we're wearing masks, like this whole thing, you know, silence is violence. What? No, it isn't. <laughs> like it's it's just this this ballet, like you said in your movie with the with the chemtrails and and how it gets executed. I thought that was so beautifully put. It was like a masterful ballet the way they execute these uh, agenda items. It, it 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 couldn't come together better, right? Thank you. And I firmly believe that the children right now, with the parents, with that have the wherewithal of like, no, 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 no. It's actually nonsense, hon. I'm, oh, sorry, it's nonsense. And they see their friends and their friends' parents yep. and, and buying a hook, you know, and they see through it. Those are the warriors of the future. These are like what we needed, you know, yep. and it was just that simple. You just had to honor the truth enough to be like, no, 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 we, we need to breathe, hunt. No, we're yep. going to be fine. And guess what? A lot of children thought, oh, my God, am I, is my mom wrong? Are we all going to die? Guess what? No one died. Guess what? We're yeah. all we're all OK. <laughs> we're all OK. And you showed them that you were right and they know you were right and they know it deep down in their soul so project blue beam is a little more out there than all of this conversations we've had thus far but it's a public project where the where the government can make a hologram in the sky um during war or whatever 
but yep. it utilizes chemtrails. So that's why we, I, I know about it and I talk about it and stuff like that. So you can, the, the sky is like a three dimensional, you know, you got X, Y, Z axes and you can, if you spray these barium and aluminum and strontium, mix it together and zap it with the, and when they zap it with the harp antenna, you can actually see the ripples in the sky. And then when they turn mm. it off, you turn it off, the, the haze will stay, the, stay, the haze is like activated and stays longer or whatever. So people that have been left to their own activism and science or whatnot have thought, okay, well, when it's a crazy chemtrail day and it does rain the next day, I'm going to test that rainwater for what's going on. Yeah. So that's how people have cross and analyzed the patents and the other research to see and the soil samples to understand what is going on. And so the primary chemtrail constituents, the agreed upon consensus, which is getting pretty um, like understandable because now they're saying we're going to do it and this is what we're going to use. Yeah, they're talking so, about it now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's alu aluminum, barium, and strontium primarily. Yep. And um, even in Kingman, Arizona, this community of like 30 people came together and they said, so many chemtrails, we're going to test our water. And it, those three came up. So they tested their blood and their hair and it was an irregular spike in all of their hair and blood and water because there were so many chemtrails overhead. And they're like, look, this is way too much. We got to do something about this. And they got their senator involved. And it was an interesting, I mean, nothing really comes of it because we're up against a new world elite. And we really just need to empower ourselves and tell everyone and spread the truth at this point. Right. So Project Bluebeam is important for us to understand because it could happen. So if there's like an asteroid or like a nuke that blows up over the ocean and makes a tsunami or, or fake or aliens coming or something, or Jesus shows up in the sky, um, mm -hmm. any of these things could be just projected with the technology that they have now. So they have learned how to make a screen with their chemicals by which they can project onto it very real looking holograms. And mm -hmm. what's interesting is something surfaced recently of a plane that just got stuck hovering over Moscow a couple of years ago. And immediately I'm like, okay, that's Bluebeam glitching or something. You mm -hmm. know, they're, they're experimenting with it and Bluebeam glitched. If you get really down, dig down the rabbit hole far enough, there's thoughts that maybe there weren't planes that crashed into the Pentagon, the N911, like maybe there weren't mm -hmm. even planes that hit it. And that was more holographic and, the technology may exist. It may even have to do with like smaller orb technology being like projecting it onto the screen or whatever it is, it exists and it's, yeah. it's in their tool belt and it could easily be utilized. So in the rainwater, a lot of things have shown up through different people analyzing it. And one thing that was fascinating that was showing up in um, Saskatchewan, very rural Canada was terbium, T-E-R. R B I U M. And like that was just an outlier, mm -hmm. um, an, an anomaly. You know, people are testing broad tests of all these different things. Mm -hmm. It's scary when high levels of lithium come up, and it's scary when high levels of lead and cadmium come up, and different things come up. But terbium was a first. So I did some research, and it's used, it's, an, it's a um, very expensive, very, very expensive, very rare. Um, rare earth elements and it's not mined up in Canada Saskatchewan. it's not shouldn't be shouldn't coming be down the rain there and what it's used in is um, 3D televisions uh, sets right 
So I, de- I think that they're <laughs> experimenting with it, playing with it. There's this weird thing called the Norway spiral and it doesn't, it's this weird something in the sky and it's not, doesn't really make sense. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's something that happens in the near future that I'm laughing at while the rest of the world is totally losing it because fear is very powerful. If oh yeah. Especially if they decide to project a mushroom cloud, mm-hmm. right. Be to, to, yeah. to invoke a certain response. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I even have my hesitations with this whole nuke thing. Like the more I learn about the yep. government and that everyone lies, I mean, not everyone, everything is a lie coming yep. out of our government. Oh, yeah. And, and I know that the previous generation was fear mongered into hiding under desks all the time and all this, yeah, like, what have you. Yep. And then I learn about what nuclear bombs would be like. And if an atomic bomb was detonated over Hiroshima and Nagasaki, they wouldn't be able to rebuild on that land. It would be radioactive. There'd be children with two heads and stuff. Like they wouldn't rebuild on that land and not immediately. So yeah, I think it was firebombed. And I think that we won the war or whatever. Or no, I don't even know about that. If you look at Project Paperclip and all. So mm-hmm. it's more I, about negotiations and what 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 you can get out of it for yourself in, in terms of what are we going to get for this? And then it's And then it's the narrative that gets rolled out. There's two things going on. Yeah. So I, um, one thing that I want to say, while I have everyone listening to this interesting dialogue is I, I talk to a lot of conspiratorial kind of folk and I go on conspiracy kind of shows and I can tell that you're a little more grounded and I love that. And thank you on the shows. I've got people convincing me that there was humanity was on the verge of a nuclear apocalypse. Okay. Like in the sixties or something. And that aliens supposedly showed up and deactivated the nukes like like the finger was on the trigger and they and the aliens were like you can't do this and they deactivated it and maybe they pressed the button maybe they didn't but it didn't work and so supposedly the aliens have deactivated the nukes and so i hear this from one person and then another and then i hear from someone else and i'm like you know i don't really buy that story <laughs> yeah. you know and and their response i think you've gone a little bit over the edge there <laughs> so when i said that last to someone they said it to me they go well i've heard it from multiple sources in that and I'm like, oh, well, that really means it's probably <laughs> fake in my eyes, right? So this whole, so why would they implant that into the consciousness? I think that there's a reason behind it. And potentially, it would be weird, I know. And it would be like a Hollywood movie, but it would totally dismantle our humanity. Um, they want a um, unified world government. Yes, they, they do. They want to pull that off. Yep. So in their little boardroom think tank, there's evil people being like, can we please just do the fake aliens? You know, can we, can we? And maybe they'll get their day or maybe they won't, but that is a potential in their arsenal. You know, it's like a 5% chance or whatever, but yeah. if it happens, if it happens, we need to laugh at it. We need to totally like honor our spiritual uh, spirituality and like be empowered by it. Like tell the, tell our kids like, ha, whatever, like, there's going to be something really raw that comes out of what's next. And I don't yep. think it's going to be in their favor, even though they think that they can win yeah. out with like complete fear mongering and like, you know, dystopia and, and what have you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, we need to just focus on authenticity. Right. And I, I always say, well, maybe, 
you know, because it's very easy to go off the cliff, right? Where everybody's a disinformation agent. And some of these things that you just described are, we can we have to stick with what we can prove. And, and that's kind of, you know, my mind can go other places. Cause I think that that's part of discernment. And if you shut people off and not listen to other people's ideas, you could, you could end up being that person yourself where you get stuck in, in, in falsehoods because you're not a will, willing to explore, but at the same time, you know, we have to stick with what we can prove and maybe in the future, we'll be able to prove other things, but right now this is what we can prove. Yeah. That's why I, well, it's, it makes it, that's why I like the 5g space more than the chemtrail space because there's so many studies showing that even though a lot of these things are, are hard because EMF radiation is invisible. The chemtrails, the chemtrails are like way up there. It's like hard to prove, you know, like you said, but at the end of the day, like the radiation from the EMF and the 5g and all the studies that do exist and, and all that it's, it's, it's almost easier to prove to people and explain, especially people that develop, electrosensitivity and yeah. EMF um, like there's people that are that have like realized that they are I mean I used to hold my smartphone in my hand and my fingers would like tingle you know so I've reverted back to an older kind of phone and, and what have you but it's important for everyone to acknowledge all of it I think the best thing about all of it is our health like if yes. we can we embrace the the knowledge of it we start to see ourselves as like you know, your body is a temple kind of thing. Yeah. And, and and the people you love about, like the people you love, don't you want them to be healthy? Like you have to explore, especially when you go to an allopathic doctor and they don't have answers for you and they're just want to, wanting to sell you drugs or surgeries, but you know, that's not really the answer you feel like in your soul. That's not, that's not the right answer for me. That's when the journey starts outward and you're like, well, what can I do? And this is how you start wanting. That's what, you know, um, will start that fire for a lot of people is, is wanting to protect themselves, but also wanting to protect the people they love. And these things are happening. They're really happening. And, uh, unfortunately, sometimes it takes it to happen to them in order for them to understand it fully. Yeah. I think the most important thing is that we can, um, or not the most important thing. Well, the most in that aspect with the people in our lives is we know them. And so therefore we're their best. Um, we can shine the light best for them. If yeah. That makes in sense. the right way, mm-hmm. in the right way. Yeah. So we have to, firstly, it's nice to be, um, it's nice to wake up and to know what's real and to see the truth on certain things and to be thankful for um, the truth. It's very important. It's also important to spread it in our own way because that's why we're here, you know, spread it in our own nature and to have it contagious enough that it spreads everywhere. And it starts with our close proximity people, our family members, our peers, our friends, and we know how to approach them best. So mm-hmm. come, coming at them all crazy with, <laughs> with the chemtrails and not giving them a grounded um, I like to just hand people the DVD and say, watch it in your living room by yourself. I'm not going to hover over you. And that gives them the opportunity to do it on their own. You know, there's a lot of this that we can do it. It's just, it's just about doing it in the right, in the right way. And then when I notice um, it being done the wrong way, like all out of fear and, and spun out in a certain way, 
that's when I kind of just like changed the channel. What you said before about like not wanting to think everyone's, um, you know, bad. I like to absorb like all of the information. I take yep. it all in. I take it all in and then I'll just like, like sit in this bathtub or the sauna and be like, what do I, what do I want to keep? You know, like what doesn't, what resonates with me the most and what doesn't, what do I want to let go of? And the stuff that really, I can really feel that I want to keep and hold on to, I'm like, okay, well that makes the most sense. And then I'll, it'll either be proven or disproven in my real world, it seems like, you know, so I can keep it with me or, or not. Like in the chemtrail space, it, it took a lot of just watching the sky over and over and over and over. I first was buying the the narrative, which I realized was controlled, of the polarized debate of is it a contrail, is it a chemtrail? Mm -hmm. And even in Frankenskies, I, I alluded to like the things being um, two different things. I'll have to hammer it home in Frankenskies 2, the sequel that I'm working on, Frankenskies 2, climate chains, like shackles. Um, uh, updates are available at frankenskies2.com and also frankenskies.com for the, for the first movie. So in the sequel, I'll be having to explain more so that I was mistaken and I, I, I had to learn on my own about it just through experiential evidence yep. is, really, is really how it was um, and then putting it all together. But there's, there's not a contrail. So there's this debate of, oh, well, the short one is a contrail, condensation trail, but the long ones are chemtrails. And um, when you see like the different sized ones, you get in this debate, oh, is that the contrail, the normal one because of the heat coming out of the engines or is it blah, 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 blah. Okay, so to hammer that, to clear that one up, you can actually see planes flying by with nothing coming out. And that, yes. happens, that happens oftentimes. That's normal. That's totally what normal planes do. And that engine that's on the plane that was, um, it was came out by General Electric in the 50s, but then Rolls-Royce really perfected it in the 60s. And so now you're seeing these, they're all outfitted with pretty much the same engine. It's these Rolls-Royce Rolls -Royce high bypass turbofan jet engines. And they're simulating a propeller. They're just fans. There's no, there's no heat. It's like a propeller pushing air over a wing to create lift. Okay. And they're just big turbines spinning. There's no, there's no heat. Um, my dad was actually a pilot. We actually like flew through birds sometimes and like, yeah. they didn't, they don't get singed or nothing. It's, they get chomped up and like, right. you can mess up the fan blades. If you know, you can mess up, you can break an engine if you go through too many birds, but there's no, it's like the idea that they, because you don't, you're not a rocket scientist or an aeronautical <laughs> engineer, are you? Or a meteorologist? Or a biolog or biolog biologist. Yeah, right? It's the new one. To, I can't answer that. I'm not a biologist. What? Right. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. So, so all of it, it comes down to that. Okay. So on 9-11, this plane slammed into the Pentagon and on each side, were these engines? There's, they're called high bypass turbofan jet engines. Each one is two tons, and they're made of titanium and steel. And where the engine supposedly slammed into the glass of the Pentagon, the windows, the glass isn't even broken. Like these engines are not even there. But what those things are, are they're just fans, and they're very efficient. You know, they're not like blasting. Um, they're not um, burning jet fuel like all crazy. Like there's hardly any jet fuel that gets you from. LA to Australia, like think about that trek. They're very efficiently just spinning mm -hmm. 
fan blades. And so that conversation, because that conversation got really deep, people started talking about the barometric pressure and the humidity of the upper atmosphere. So it depended on if the barometric right. pressure was over a certain level and you got it and oh, well, I'm not up there. Let's check the humidity levels on, on the weather channel. And blah, 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 blah. No, that's all confusion tactics and divide and conquer. And it gets even us in the conspiracy space being like, oh, was that, what, which one is that? No, so you'll, if you just start looking at the sky, watching it, you'll see a small trail and a long trail or a small trail and a medium trail being sprayed like right behind or right in front or side by side. They're literally mm -hmm. just mixing chemicals together, okay? And what I learned is the shorter trails are called primer planes or precursor gases. I actually found this document in a document, um, precursor gases. So they'll, they'll spray the ones that are shorter looking like contrails and then they prime the sky. They'll even do it for a full day so if you yep. see a day of just the little ones, then the next day they're going to come on with the longer ones. And that alone in that in your consciousness will totally change. You don't have to listen to anything that I say anymore. You can just look at your sky and be like, oh, yep. wow, that that little seed. It's true. Like, it doesn't matter if, if I'm like, because because it's easy for me to be like, oh, there's controlled opposition out there. But what if I'm controlled? Ah! <laughs> you know, it's just like you don't need to listen to what I say. You can just just go look. Experience yes. it for yourself. Listen to your gut. Ask your gut, like, okay, if this was good, they'd be telling us that they were doing it. You know what I mean? Like, in the end, it seems like there's there's not enough scrutiny and transparency here. That there's some evil going on, maybe you know. But yeah. identifying with the fact that there's bad when you're good is really hard. It's it's difficult, and you have to kind of have like a spiritual reckoning of yeah. sorts to grasp all of that. Yeah. What's really cool, really quick, activism, which everyone can be encouraged and inspired by it all. It takes these little baby steps, but now we have like GMO food that's labeled and not labeled. And we have organic food labeled in the grocery store because people did something. So anybody can do anything to get these like things. Taken that's away. such a good point. I want to talk briefly about um, clients or, or sorry, climate change. Cause I know you got Frankenstein, uh, Franken's guys too coming up and you're going to touch on that, which I'm so grateful for because this climate change stuff is rolling out fast. And what I want to focus on a little bit is that climate science is funded, is it not? Oh, of course. Yes. <laughs> Every, almost, almost the word science is like funded. And so like how does that impact climate scientists? If this, is, this is the same model being used in health, right? And, and all of, it's the same model. Now it's just we're moving into a different um, topic because I believe that there are climate lockdowns in our near future. Exactly. It's a bait yep. and switch. Yep. Yeah. Yes. It's getting, and it's people like maybe not me and you, but the next generation, they'll be like, oh, we know what to do. Yeah. Lockdown. I know what that means. And oh, yep. it's because of the hurricanes. Okay, sure. Yeah. Or, oh, it's because there's fires in California. Oh, I got to play my part. Yeah. Well, they did <laughs> the first, first climate lockdown in the UK a couple of weeks ago for no wind. way. Yes, they did for wind. Oh, it was man. windy. You can, you can look it up. It was in the UK. They told everybody to stay home because it was too windy and uh, they were locking down. So yeah, that's what I, what I call a breadcrumb story, right? Where that gets dropped somewhere strange and yeah. you don't hear too much about it, but it um, it. yes. Mm -hmm. Slippery yeah. freaking slope. That's a really slippery slope, everyone. Yeah. So um, for those of you that don't know, <laughs> there's just, there's this potential that we're going to have global climate change or, or um, 
Yeah, global climate change lockdowns. I don't know what they'll call it, but it'll be under that will probably that may be like the beginning of like this Klaus Schwab like New World Order thing. Like, well, everyone has to go inside at once and we're going to regulate this through like drones or something. I don't know. It's really well, weird. And your ESG score, they won't even have to because your your environmental social governance score will determine what you're going to be able to do. So everyone will, it'll be like your credit score. Like you don't want to screw your credit score up because you might not be able to get a loan for a car, yada, yada. Now it'll be like, oh, I, I can't go out on the day I'm supposed to. I can't drive today because it'll lower my ESG score and then I won't be able to close on my house or I won't be able to like this is happening people hello wake up <laughs> well at least i know why i'm on earth is to fight that so yes um, me too it, it, it's like i'm kind of just getting myself uh ready for that fight and how that's going to come down i think a lot of people are going to buck that uh, and say no because people are waking up way too fast yep. and some some communities are going to say um excuse me guy twenty thousand miles away I'm not uh, going to go uh, lock myself in my house because you said there's going to be a hurricane somewhere. Um, have a nice day. And they'll just go outside and farm and do their lives. There will be breakaway things, but people that are just like being told what to do and doing it, geez, they'll almost do anything at this point. And I yes. feel like um, we've been really good with our, with our words so far. So I want to keep it that way. But remember when they came out all of out of left field saying that they were going to do the swabs, not in the mouth, but in the butt. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait a second. That's like, they're collecting data. They want to see what we do. They want they to see how we did react. it to buy some people in Biden's administration. And then they right. in going to China and they complied. Yeah, yeah I, I believe like, that. I believe that. I just want to, I, I think that they were like collecting data from everyone on earth to like, oh, I do it or not. Or like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like they wanted, like maybe it was a supercomputer. Maybe it was evil humans. Maybe it was even whatever it was. It was something collecting data i swear it you know and that's that's something to be recognized you know so yeah. the next time how the next far time, will they go yeah mm -hmm. exactly and I, I i think that the people that they're giving the data are the slaves but there's people out there that aren't even giving them data that are just going to be like eventually just like hey, hey guess what we have a whole world new world we created it's like not even a parallel society like a perpendicular society it's like goodbye oh, old world yeah you made you made this happen you know what i mean Yes. Oh gosh. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I hope for. Right. This is, that's why we're here. Yes. Yes. I yes. Feel. Hanging on to authenticity and truth and land and being a steward of the land. I mean, good gosh. Imagine a day with no days with no sun. Yeah. Well that, yeah, that those, those days could come as they totally, well, there's protests right now. I mean, they're having protests for climate action and people don't even know what they're asking I know. for people don't know what they're asking for idiots and yep. at the end of the day to be very real with everyone i mean i don't it's it's hard to come out of my mouth because i'm the chemtrail guy but climate change is chemtrails it's nothing short of it and it and their whole talk of it it's it's such a diabolical like backwards confusion tactic like twisted mind f that people have no clue that they're creating fires, creating hurricanes, creating drought, steering jet streams, manipulating all these things, making all these crazy weather events, flooding New Zealand and Australia just now. Yeah. And then, and then saying, oh man, we're going to have to do something about this yep. climate change. It's so easy for them to throw it under an umbrella. 
Yep. They have weather weaponry tools. They literally sharpen and utilize and do them and then say as if they didn't do it, oh, we're going to have to lock you in your homes one day because of that. It's getting really weird and we're going to have to buck this. But I don't know how to fight it. I think I want to fight it in a more spiritual way. I, I, I know that we're going to, like we have an evolution on our hands. Yep. And the, the, the problem is the stars are supposed to align like in a hundred years. And that's why the powers that be are trying to pull this off now. So we're like jump starting. You ever driven stick, a car yes. stick? Oh, yeah. So if you, if you ever like have the car, like lose its starter, you can pop the clutch. You can like roll the car down the hill and yeah. then pop the clutch and, and get the car going in first gear. You just have to get the car going. Like our destiny as humanity is like meant to get started and to get going and to never stop. And like, all, all we need to do is to pop the clutch. We're like right there. It's yes. our, our true timeline is like right there, but it's trying to be time, like um, timely hijacked in this, in this like very, um, like in, in a manner based on falsehood and lies, completely diabolical. Mm -hmm. And so the truth is like this little sliver of light that's going to destroy all their stuff, man. They can't get away with polarizing falsehoods and being like, oh, you want which one or which one? The truth will completely compromise everything that they've they've done and stand for and then in the end we still get our like our like i think spiritual destiny i'm kind of jumping to conclusions i don't know everything about like the purpose of life on earth and what have you it definitely <laughs> feels to me though like our destiny has this like true destiny and it's not towards um machine and technology right. and like enslavement through technocracy and transhumanism but the powers that be they're so afraid and i feel like they're afraid of facing their own karma that they want to be able to try to live forever and yes. get everyone else convinced that they need to live forever and they'll decimate fertility with 5g and all these other toxins and all this stuff to convince us that we need to live forever and to abandon our own spiritual identity and whatnot but they can't get in the they can't do it like it's all gonna end up like um like doing it's going to, it's going to do what they don't want to happen anyways. Like right. they're going to make it happen anyways by showing themselves, just showing themselves recently has opened the eyes of so many people. My phone was off the hook. Like people are contacting me like so crazy a couple of years ago when it all started happening. They said, Matt, I would never be able to see through this if I never watched Frankie's guys and knew that there was this evil, you know, but it's showing itself so much now that all truths are starting to become self-evident. You don't need anyone to even tell yep. you. It's like you're being impacted. They're telling you to restrict your airflow. You have to think, are you going to think yes or right. no? And this is the rollout of the metaverse too, because they know people are using their own eyes and seeing things in real time. And if they can get you into the metaverse, you know, the more time you spend in technology, the better, because then they can continue to pump out. No, look at this, look at this, look at this. And you can deny your own eyes when you see things. It, it's incredible. Have you seen the movie? Well, there's so many things. Ready Player One is yep. a movie that's trying to promote that dystopia what they want is people identifying with this avatar reality yep you know and there's a bruce willis movie too and i can't remember the name of it but it is one where they um it's same thing they live in their chairs inside their house and they their avatars go out and live their lives oh well yeah i have to i have to refresh upon that one i watched the recent jumanji and at the very end 
um, this guy, like the one of the main characters is like, well, I'm I'm going to die soon. So I'll just stay in Jumanji as this black flying horse, like as this, this horse, you know, and it's like the everyone's just OK with that, that he was going to stay living in a simulation as an avatar yeah. and his conscious his consciousness was going to stay there. And I'm like, this is such normalization programming to it all. It's, yeah. The arrogance I, to think that you could duplicate or even come close to 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 real humanity is is mind blowing to me. Well, what's fascinating is there's it does feel like there's going to be a split where people honor humanity and then they honor technology and they and they just um, they're okay becoming um, part of this hive mind um, singularity as they call it is their goal their end goal is this weird singularity. But the, there will be a rejection from it too, and will there be like a split in consciousness, or or will I don't I don't know what's what's upon us. I think we're going to experience it in our lifetime, which is very yeah, fascinating. I do too, and I do believe that we're here to just be this like grounding foundation for like the next wave of of humanity. Because when I see the ch- I saw a, a child the other day, is like three years old. These children that have like parents that are like cool. Their eyes are like glowing. They're coming in here like super, <laughs> like they're super bright. And I feel like that they I have this, I have this metaphor. So the monarch butterfly, it's been kind of tainted with like MK Ultra and all this sort of stuff. But, I, but the monarch butterfly story is still very beautiful. And I'm going to share it with you right now as a metaphor for humanity and the children. So the monarch butterfly as a species, it wakes up in the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. And they fly, they wake up and they eat the milkweed. It starts to flower so they can eat it as they wake up, it's flowering. And then they fly like 800 miles north. Their whole lifespan is flying north. And then they have their babies and do the whole thing again um, in like, I don't know, New Mexico or something. And then they, and the next generation wakes up with the season and the flowering milkweed and they eat the milkweed and they fly north again. And they keep doing this process until it takes four generations to make it up to Canada. Um, wow. And then, and then once they wake up in Canada, this, the whole, the whole of monarchs, the entire species, they wake up in Canada and they have to do what four generations did in one generation, one lifetime. It's amazing. There's the same butterfly, same exact people, right. same exact butterfly. So they wake up and they're like, okay, if we don't make it, the, the species is lost. They have no choice. They fly over mountains and cities and highways and they fly all the way down to the Yucatan Peninsula, um, do their whole process, lay their eggs, and they they will all wake up to the flowering milkweed again to do it all over again. So as a metaphor, I see humanity as the monarch butterflies, us right now, we're the monarch butterflies that are waking up in like Colorado. We're not even <laughs> yes. we're not even the ones we're not even that we're not even the ones waking up in Canada. But we have to still get to Canada. And, and set the stage for these children, yep. you know, so that they can do the dang thing and make it home and save the species, you know, yes. we have to empower them with, with truth, show them the way in the, in the way that they can see it. And I, I do believe we're all doing our part. I've been really pushed into it here because it was such a dystopia the past couple of years with the forcing of it all and everything, the nurses and everything, we we're right up in it. Yeah. I was, I've been part of creating our own homeschool collective. Yep. So we have like these pods of different grade levels and stuff. We've created our own schools. That's, that's one. Amazing. And that's been huge. Also, we did our own holiday market. We had like 35 vendors and it was because 
every other holiday market wanted me to show my medical freaking records and wear a mask to do it, you know, to sell my stuff or whatever. And so I was like, okay, look, people want to sell candles and stuff for Christmas. Let's have our own thing. So we did it. And it was, it was a holiday market for medical freedom. And almost every single person that showed up, like either took their mask off or didn't wear it at all or whatever. And it was an amazing thing. Um, what else are we doing? That's amazing and beautiful. Oh, we're all, our town got burned down a year and a half ago. And so we're hosting um, in one week in like 10 days, we're hosting this whole um, Almeida fire discussion group. I have a flyer right here, actually. We're hosting this thing to discuss the water resources of the community and the fire discussion group. What happened? Why, why are the fire hydrants off? How did 2000 low income homes go up in dust mm-hmm. in the middle of the day on a Monday? Why didn't we get the, um, the alert system, like, like a lot of happened? questions, all these questions, yeah. very, very, very fishy, very fishy. And how come they haven't been rebuilt? And what about the water reservoir? How come it's still at 6%? And why aren't we doing anything about it? They're letting this river go right into the ocean. It's full. Like, I feel like different areas are being preyed upon because of their yes. consciousness, consciousness levels or whatever it may be. That's so interesting. That happened in a little small town in British Columbia called Lytton as Lytton, well. in BC. I know yes. all about it. Like 90% of it is, is gone and yep. questions need to be asked about that because, yep. because the railway system that goes through there. Yeah. Yeah. They're on these days. It's, it's all interconnected and it comes back to geoengineered winds. Yeah. It's all back to chemtrails and engineering windstorms. So windstorms yep. are engineered. And then lo and behold, people are basically hired on the ground level to light fires fire. or, yep. or there's random lightning storms that are like, we just had a fire in Boulder world. again. And you know, at first they said it was a down power line. Well, mm. thankfully the power company would not um, submit to that. They were like, no, this did not, this was not the way it happened. And then they slowly quietly revealed it was arson. Yeah, exactly. But the mainstream when people first heard about it it was something else it wasn't and it was all about the wind that we're watching the whole thing unfold and all the news channels the wind the wind we can't have the wind change and oh my goodness we have to take it we have to take these things in our own hands yes okay like if if i didn't do the holiday market there wouldn't have been one that's right and some people made enough money to freaking have a nice christmas or whatever like people are on edge that yeah. last this last Christmas. We have to cling to our culture right now. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. we have to continue doing it um, on our own. I love that you're doing that. That's so inspiring. I love it. And I so love that I, you pulled your kids out of school. I homeschool too. <laughs> thanks. It was it was a mess at first. You know? Yep. It and it's gonna be. Yep. Because the kids, they want to run the show, especially nowadays, because they have access to the internet. They can ask it any questions or whatever. And they want their <laughs> friend group and they don't want to leave and whatever. And a lot of kids nowadays own their parents. Like I, oh, see, I, know. I see, I see parents walking around nuts. with their faces out, but the kids are wearing the freaking mask. And I'm like, look, your parenting is obviously in the faulty. toilet. Yeah. Faulty, you know, yep. it's not like, Oh, I'm, I'm so either way, not everyone has to have like Kim trail conferences or whatever the heck that I do, <laughs> but, but you can do your own little things. Yes. So, um, I'll start with just simple things, right? Like start supporting your local farmers, buy your, buy your products from them as much as you possibly can. That's one thing that I'm fiercely, um, you know, adhering to. And it's, it, if I can't get it nearby, then I got to think long and hard of whether I need it or not. That's amazing. And that's important. And that's, that's really real. Um, I have a couple of chickens and, and now yep. I can't even find organic eggs that I, that I like because my chickens are so awesome with the eggs that they lay and things like that are, are a wake up. It's like, wait a second. 
even just learning about pasteurization, mm-hmm. I've now learned that the only juice that I'm going to intake is cold, cold pressed juice yep. or freshly squeezed juice. Did you know like juice is boiled? They yeah, boil it. it's got nothing they, left in it. They pasteurize it. It's actually toxic at that point. Yeah. It, it makes me, it makes me not, it makes me sick. Yeah. Okay. And learning that and learn, I mean, they homogenize and pasteurize the milk and like all these things that could and should be healthy for us. They taint them and mess with them, but we can learn how to, you know, and the more you get it local, the less it's, it's been on a truck and it took That's forever right. to get there and you're supporting someone local that needs your help and you can eat healthier and it's yep. fresher and there's it's all these win, things. win, win. There, yeah. There's our farmer's market loses. just started up. I'm really excited that our farmer's market just started up. And yeah, I can't and wait for that. To those too. places, those places are where you find your tribe. Honestly. It's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Matt, thank you so much for having this conversation with me today. It was just such an honor to get to know you and to, it makes me feel good that you're out there doing this work and that, you know, everyone's kind of pulling their weight in their different areas of expertise. And I can't wait to see Frankenstein's Frankenstein's too. I also want to mention that you have a clothing line. Tell us just briefly about that too, because I think that's really important. Um, it's really nice to know that you're out there too. Um, so likewise on that um, compliment um, from the bottom of my heart. Um, yeah, it's just really important to have different, you know, voices. I'm like a, I'm a Scorpio, like um, metal monkey. And I'm like, it's, it's, I'm, I'm a certain voice and I can only be heard by certain people. Right. And so you're not a Scorpio metal monkey. I wouldn't imagine. And like, you can be heard by uh, thank you. You know, like I, I, I can't say thank you enough. Um, clothing line. So when I was working on Frankenstein's the movie, I was living outside of Vancouver, Canada, and I was living and sleeping in my office. I was just there like all the time and come to find out there was a smart meter right on the other side of the wall from my desk, my bed. And I learned about smart meters this way. Actually, smart meters, if you have one, it's important to learn about trying to get your old analog meter back and they emit a lot of dirty electricity through your house yep. and they could be the culprit with these crazy fires too. That's worth mentioning um, because they can surge and make these electrical fires internal and um, smart meters, I believe. Are the kill culprit. your plants that they're yeah, around they, and trees. They kill your plants yep. and they, and they emit so much um, EMF, like they surge so much dirty electricity and EMF every few seconds, which they don't have to, they could send it out like once a day. If they, and your, your energy usage, they don't need, your energy usage does not need to be reported to anyone every five seconds. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyways, these smart meters, um, I learned about how bad they are because I developed electrosensitivity um, from having one really close to me. And I started getting really severe heart palpitations. Oh, wow. And um, I even kind of got um, really sensitive to my Blackberry where this, it almost like zap, like I couldn't do it. I had to learn about grounding and all this sort of stuff. And then I learned about smart meters and lo and behold, they're no bueno. <laughs> so at, after a lot of learnings and then moving to Arizona to have that chemtrail conference um, to get up against the Bill Gates thing. And um, I live in Sedona. And um, I hope I didn't say I'm um, a lot in the show. I'm trying to. to oh, like, it's, I do that too. <laughs> either way, here I am. Here I am in Arizona and 5G is being rolled out there. And Arizona wanted to be the number one 5G state, the first 5G state. And so I'm seeing palm trees and cactuses disguised as 5G antenna. Yep. And as it all rolled out, I was concerned about myself and my children. And I'm like, what to do? 
And I learned from a random act of someone contacted me, these amazing people who like give me information and leads and told me that there was cloth that could protect. You can weave cloth out of steel or silver or even copper. The copper ends up not working. It has to be grounded. It's, it's too, it collects too much electricity. So it's mm-hmm. either silver or steel. And then the steel ends up being not very comfortable. Woven. Right. So the best option is silver. So once I learned that, I just, I, um, once I learned that there was silver fabric, I, I did a little research. I couldn't find much. And I got all the money I had and put it in a fanny pack. And I, I got on a plane to Asia and I went over there. I'm a little crazy like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that was the best move, but I did it anyways. And it was a mess. I first started off in Thailand and I had this copper fabric. So I thought that was the one that I wanted at first. I learned that that wasn't the one that I needed, but I learned how to say fabric made out of copper. Pa tore the tong dang. So I went to these like, these like clothing markets in Southeast Asia. And I'm like, pa tore tong dang. And they're like, this is what like are you talking world, about? third world, you guys. I'm like this like kid from the suburbs. I have no idea what I'm doing. And they're like, getting, they're like looking at this copper fabric and they're looking at me like I'm this great, like I'm an alien. And they, and they grab it and they go, tong dang? Which means copper? Like, what? Like, and I, like after like the 10th person looking like I was You're like, this isn't a good idea. I'm like, oh my God, this is a total mess. So I learned that it's only industrialized countries, Korea, Japan, and China. They make the fabric. But you can't just go find it on the freaking street either. So it's like, or in these markets or anything. So like I, I slowly found it. And it wasn't copper what I needed anyway. So I got the silver fabric and I'm now like, that was like five years ago. Now I have this, um, it's called Sparrow, S-P-E-R-O. It's a Latin word for hope. The goal is to bring hope to the next generation through protecting uh, pregnant women and having men's underwear to protect men and protect the children and all this sort of stuff. Just, just in bringing the awareness that we can protect ourselves and from yeah. what this invisible radiation is all around us that we need to protect ourselves from. And, you know, like, the 5G phones and how impactful they are and how, you know, they, the radiation symptoms that come yeah. off the of 5G phones are actually just like all these symptoms that have been going around recently, which is very yeah. something, very something yeah. worth noting. And, and um, yeah, I actually have these phone bags um, that you put your phone in, it kills the signal because they're lined with the silver, but the phone bag stopped working at one point, right when everyone started getting symptoms. And I realized that people getting symptoms they were having symptoms while their phone bags weren't working because the phones were blasting so much radiation. I had to get, I had to like triple layer these things. Wow. So now I'm making like totally different phone bags. It's actually like a copper nickel composite and then two layers of silver and they block 5G. And then the phone bags are amazing. No tracking tricks in the phone bags. And I make like 35 items now, beanies, um, pregnancy stuff, baby blankets, organic cotton, swaddling blankets with silver fabric. And I'm, I feel like I've done analysis of the competition and it seems like, I'm pretty much leading the industry. There's, there's a lot of companies, there's like a dozen companies worldwide. Um, and not all, not most of them are like just a beanie company or something like that. But and none of them are as good as me. Like I'm, I have the best style, most, affer- most affordable, um, best quality. Um, I'm, I'm checking all the points and I'm trying to come out with it as cool and stylish as I can to get it to the youth. That's right. the goal. That's yeah. the goal is to have kids wanting to wear it. So I have this whole idea about it and it's going to um, unravel. It's going to be, and it's really exciting. So Sparrow Gear, S-P-E-R-O, Latin word for hope, sparrowgear.com. Um, we'll get you there. That's the website. Awesome. 
and then Sparrow Gear on Instagram. And that's it. That's been an, an amazing, exciting project. And what it has done is proven to me that if I just trust and give it all to the universe or God or whatever, and I just trust that if I follow the truth and believe in it and go for activism, go for it, that it'll work out. Because yep. I never, I never, there was a point where I had like almost no money left and I was passing out chemtrail flyers and I was like, God, am I just going like, <laughs> right. to be doing this like homeless or something? Like, what is this? Is this my path? But like, it all like lined it all right worked up. Out. It all lined right up like perfectly, honestly. And, and here I am like now, um, it's becoming su- very successful and I'm very proud of it. And That's amazing. For- and I think of one takeaway people should, should uh, take away from this conversation is the actual activist, right? Because you're out there doing things. It's one thing to acknowledge it, talk about it, spread awareness, but we also have to act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is important to, to bring it into the real world, even if it's just something really small, like even putting up one flyer of something that you think is important, someone else randomly could be drawn to that and they'll see it. And then they'll be so inspired that you live in their town. You know, just something that simple is very big. Yeah. Well, thanks again for being on the Naturally Inspired podcast today, Matt. It was a real pleasure. Likewise. And, and thank you so much. And maybe we can do it in the future. Absolutely. If the Naturally Inspired movement makes sense to you, let's do this together and transform the medical model and help people take charge of their health. Learn more about how you can join the Naturally Inspired movement by going to naturallyinspiredadvocate.com or call me at 970-475-4862. Find amazing interviews with people like David Icke, Max Egan, Frontline Doctors, and more at naturallyinspiredpodcast.com. Connect with me directly at tammycuthbertgarcia.com. Support our amazing team, help us defeat censorship and become a subscriber for only $5 a month at livenaturallyinspired.com. Find me on all social media platforms at connectwithtammy.com.